Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. You're listening to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Shabbat Daf Chaf Aleph, Shabbat page 21. On this page, the rabbis introduce the topic of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, as you know, is not mentioned anywhere in the Tanakh, nor is it mentioned anywhere in the Mishnah. The first time that we hear of Hanukkah in rabbinic literature is here on page 21 of Masechet Hanukkah in the middle of the second chapter. And it seems to arise coincidentally in the middle of a kovetz, in the middle of a cluster of ideas as we are talking about which kinds of wicks and which kinds of waxes are permissible for Shabbat candles, the topic arises, which kind of wicks and which kinds of waxes would be permissible for Hanukkah candles? And while we're on the topic of wicks and waxes, what exactly is the mitzvah of a Hanukkah candle? And while we're talking about the mitzvah of a Hanukkah candle, what exactly is the reasoning for this mitzvah? My Hanukkah. What is Hanukkah in the first place? Finally, here in the Gemara, the rabbis are ready to discuss Hanukkah. It's not as if they did not know about Hanukkah. What we have to understand is that the story of the the Hasmonean victory happened in about the year 165 BCE. And the rabbis who were creating the Mishnah were living after the destruction of the temple in the year 70 onward, up until the year 200 when the Mishnah was created. It is not as if they did not know about the holiday. In fact, in our pages here, we see that many of the texts are actually Tanaitic. Many of the texts were written in the Mishnaic period. For some reason, the Mishnaic community, led by Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who edited the Mishnah in about the year 200, for some reason that community did not want to include these discussions of Hanukkah. And I think we'll find a good illustration of why in the discussion between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel about the Hanukkah lights. This is a famous discussion, Mitzvat Hanukkah Ner Ish Uveto, the commandment of Hanukkah is one candle per household, ner ish, per person, and his home, uveto. The Tanaitic Breita goes on to say, for those who are extra zealous, um, the mahadrin, ner l'chol echad ve'achad, everyone in the family can light a candle. Ve'ha mahadrin min mahadrin, and those who are most passionate about their mitzvot, Aha! And here lies the discussion between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Beit Shammai says that the candles should start at their highest number, eight on the first night, and they should decrease, seven on the second night, and so forth. Whereas Beit Hillel says, no, we should start with one candle and increase them as we go through the days of the holiday. 
I'd like to look at a discussion by Rabbi Ira Stone in a beautiful book called Reading Levinas, Reading Talmud. In it, Rabbi Stone discusses the methodology of the philosopher Emmanuel Levinas, who looked at the Talmud in the most creative lens. And Rabbi Stone does the same with this particular passage. And he shows that what Hillel and Shammai, what Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai are arguing about here, is actually about the very nature of Jewish life. The reasons are presented in the Gemara. Why is it that Beit Shammai thinks we should start at the highest number, and Beit Hillel thinks we should start at the lowest number? The reason given is that Beit Shammai suggests that we should base the Hanukkah candles on the sacrifices that were given in the temple on the holiday of Sukkot. Just as there were eight bulls presented on the first day of Sukkot and seven on the second, we should base our Hanukkah candles on that holiday. Since Hanukkah for Beit Shammai is about a rededication of the temple, it makes good sense that our model for the candles should be those sacrifices in the Sukkot service. Beit Hillel says that's not a good model. His version is this most famous line, Ma'alin Bakodesh ve'ein Maridin. We go up in holiness and we do not go down. Rabbi Stone suggests that these two approaches represent the different approaches around the holiday of Hanukkah and around the tradition of mourning for the temple that was taking place during Mishnaic times. What we have to understand is that the temple had just been destroyed in the year 70. And the rabbis knew about the Hasmonean victory, about the story of Hanukkah, which had happened in approximately the year 165 before the Common Era. They knew about it. But as Rabbi Stone imagines, their lives were filled with mourning for the temple which they had just lost. And so to celebrate the rededication of that temple must have felt somehow counterintuitive for them. When Beit Shammai suggests that the lights of Hanukkah should be based on the sacrifices in the temple, what he is really saying is that we should base our holidays on the temple practices. Beit Hillel is saying something entirely different. It's almost as if Beit Hillel is critiquing the need to hold on to the temple sacrifices. And he's saying, let's make Hanukkah a new kind of holy. Let's make it holy in its own right. And so Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel are really arguing over the nature of Judaism. Are we going to look backwards? Are we going to stay connected to the temple and to its sacrifices? Or are we prepared to move forward and to go up in holiness? Are we prepared to move forward and to begin new rituals, to begin a new way of celebrating Jewish life, celebrating Hanukkah, and expanding our joy, expanding our light? In this way, it makes sense that by the time of the Gemara, the rabbis were willing to include the discussion of Hanukkah because they had perhaps gone past their mourning period of the destruction of the temple. And perhaps the rabbis of the Gemara, the editors of the Talmud, were ready to, like Hillel,
go up in holiness. They were ready to begin to look forward and to celebrate Jewish life, to be ma'alin bakodesh, the ein maridin, to be going up in holiness and to be expanding and enhancing Jewish life with celebration and light and joy. We'll continue this discussion of Hanukkah on the next page. See you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One B, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.